Yo, what's good? It's your boy CJ King. Look, and I'm rocking with the homie Rick Sincere. I'm going to need y'all to keep it locked right here on MTMV Sports. Xfinity XFi is more than just fast. It's internet that gives you ultimate control. With the XFi app, you can pause the Wi-Fi at the push of a button. Can your internet do that? Learn more at Xfinity.com slash XFi. Xfinity XFi is more than just fast. It's internet that gives you peace of mind security. Because if it's connected, it's protected. Yeah, even your robot vacuum. Can your internet do that? Learn more at Xfinity.com slash XFi. Xfinity XFi is more than just fast. It's internet that gives you ultimate control. With the XFi app, you can pause the Wi-Fi at the push of a button. Can your internet do that? Learn more at Xfinity.com slash XFi. Relocating your business? Two men in a truck can handle that too. And we know you can't afford to miss any meetings. Call today. Two men in a truck. Two men in a truck. 407-5 Parkway, Dallas, Georgia, 30157. USDOT 263-316. Through to HHG 500014. Let go. Right now I am so confused. Don't even know what to do. My friends kept telling me, tell the you, but I never thought they would be true. I feel so dumb. Hello, everybody. I'm Ed Robinson, and welcome to another exciting edition of The Robinson Show. On the program, I have R&B singer Mike Vincent. We're going to talk about his upbringing, and also going to talk about some of his favorite sports teams and some projects that he's working on. That's all coming up after the break. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Robinson Show. You're going to try to stop me unless you rather live with me. The man on the list. The man on the list. Wash your hands with soap and water before you eat, after using the toilet, after touching anything many other people touch, like a seat on a public bus. Scrub thoroughly for 20 seconds. If you cannot wash your hands, use a hand sanitizer. Taking these steps can prevent not only coronavirus, but also colds and flu and other viruses. For more information, visit the World Health Organization's website, www.who.int, or the Centers for Disease Control's website, www.cdc.gov. There is no current evidence that cats and dogs can be infected. Hand washing after contact with all animals is recommended. This protects against other bacteria such as E. coli and Salmonella that can pass between animals and humans. For more information, visit the World Health Organization's website www.who.int or the Centers for Disease Control's website www.cdc.gov 
People who are sick should stay home. You don't go to an emergency room. You don't go to a clinic. You get on the phone and you ask for advice and instructions from your physician. Then you use those instructions to determine what you're going to do. But the first reflex should not be, I feel sick, I'm going to go to an emergency room. I feel sick, I'm going to just go to a doctor's office. We need to physically separate. Ultimately, you may need, obviously, to see a physician or to go to a hospital. The first reflex should be to make a call to your physician. Bedroom. Come on, come on. Okay, Dad. One, two, three. Ah! Dad! You saved me. Dad? Are you okay? I'm fine, dear. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org caregiving. For every winning team, a key to success is learning the playbook. That's true in football, and it's also true as we take on the coronavirus. The spread of the coronavirus is a serious matter, but there's a game plan for keeping residents as safe as possible. Everyone has a role to play as we face this challenge together. Cover your cough with your elbow like this. Wash your hands thoroughly, a full 20 seconds. If you're sick, stay home. If you think you should be tested, phone your health provider first. Avoid close contact with anyone who's sick. Protect your at-risk family members, including the elderly. If you're not at risk, take care as you go about your daily business. Get the facts now from coronavirus.gov and your state health department. We're all in this together. Let's team up to protect our health. Lucas. Welcome back to the program, and you hear the sounds of Mike Ventress, who's an R&B singer, and he's also a songwriter as well, and he's got a diverse sound, ranging from R&B to rock, and also a little uh, soul right there. We want to welcome him to the uh, Robinson Show. Hello, Mike. What's going on, bro? What's up, man? How you doing? Man, I'm doing well, bro. Thank you uh, so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be on the program, despite the current circumstances, man, but... um. You know, I was doing my uh, my research on you, and so far we have one thing in common. We're both proud natives of the great city of New Orleans. So just uh, tell the audience in general, what part of the city did you grow up in? Uh, I'm actually from the fifth ward of New Orleans, man. That's like our art, our um, artsy district around the um, – I'm from Dumaine, um off that street, but it's around the Treme area, which is one of the first black-owned um, neighborhoods in, in, in New Orleans, so – that's pretty dope. Yeah, very, 
Sister yeah, Moore. very interesting. Very interesting, man. You know, Treme has got a, a colorful history. I grew up I grew up in downtown New Orleans as well, but I grew up in the city's eighth ward in the uh, in the Saint Rock neighborhood. So Okay, you yeah. Know, <laughs> right off of Franklin Avenue and North Johnson Street. So not just Treme and Saint Rock, but just there's just a lot of history of a lot of the neighborhoods in New Orleans and uh Mike, you know, New Orleans is a city where there's talent. There's a lot of music all around in the different neighborhoods. So where did your musical uh, talents come from? Did it come from family members, or was it uh, just something that you uh, was a God-given talent? Yeah, I think ultimately it was, like, something that was innate in me. But um, my mom also sings, man, and my dad, uh, he, he does a little uh, music, too. So um, I think that had something to do with it. And then coming up, of course, I, um, I was in the church, the church home and then um you know in the choirs and everything so that kind of just pushed me in the, in the direction of music and um you know um singing in school and everything like that just to kind of like the response i got from like the my, my classmates and things like that it kind of pushed me to keep going so uh uh yeah i'll say that a little bit those are like a lot of the influences like coming up awesome that's great to hear now you know before we get more into detail about your career, who were some of the, the influences that shaped your career? Mm, I feel like, I don't know, I listen to so much. So um, I know one of them I, I, I'm going to say is going to be like, um, you know, like like Michael Jackson, people like um, like Nas, um, like far as like the lyrics, the lyricists of the world and like the, uh, the more phenomenal people. Uh, um I mean, I, I always say R. Kelly, man. I know a lot of people get mad at me, <laughs> but uh, man, like far as musically, man, a lot of people like like those, like the greats, kind of like shaping Prince, uh, people like that. All right, that that's awesome to hear, right there. Now let's let's go right into your music career. When you started off in the music business, were you a part of a group, or was this something that you did just uh, solo right from the jump? Um, initially, yeah, I was in a group. I was in a group, man. We had met a manager uh, my senior year. We gra- I graduated, and he started working with us. But um, I don't know if it was, like, the matter of, like, the personalities, too many personalities thing, you know. Um, but ultimately, he just decided to work with me. And then um, that was, like, in 2012. So uh, that's when I became a solo artist. Um, and I just started, you know, doing my thing. I've always wrote um, music all my life. I started writing in fourth grade. But, um I, I was I was always like rocking with my 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 brothers and my friends like so I was like singing together and harmonizing. I always enjoyed that. All right, that's great to hear. Now let's talk a little bit. Now let's go deep into your music career. Now you had an album. Your debut album was called A Mind and a Mic. Now what was this was your debut album? So tell our audience just a little bit about the creative process behind A, a Mind and a Mic. Pretty much, I just wanted to take people in my head. Um, my name is Mike Ventures, and um, I always, if you listen to like my music, I always sing, hand me my mic, like my microphone at the end of all my songs. It's kind of just like a play on words because my name is Mike. So I just kind of wanted to take people to the world and to the mind of Mike, uh, Mike Ventures, and like the the music and like for like my experiences, like and my my pain and my passions, just kind of in in one EP. And 15 tracks, you know, just kind of give a synopsis of me, and um, you know, my my creativity, my my, you know, some of my um, preferences, like just stuff like that. 
Okay, that's cool. And I'm looking at the, the track list on your debut album. Again, it's uh, with the EP, as you said. It's uh, 15 songs on it. Now, on your YouTube channel, one of the uh, the songs that you have on the album is called um, About to Get Arrogant. Can you just tell us kind of like what, what the song is about? <laughs> um, that was a song I wrote. Um, I was dealing with a, a a few people like as far as business and it you know the business always went bad. It's like um I I didn't know enough so I always got like manipulated. So it was just like and I was dealing with reaching out with to a lot of people at the time and you know they were like turn out turn out of cheek. So that song and that song it was just like man I I realized what I got to do. I didn't got business savvy and it's like I don't need no handout. So it's like when I get in the position that I'm gonna get. You know those people. You know I don't want y'all to. You know, look look at me for anything because I'm. You know I'm. I'm a, I got a reason to be arrogant or whatever. It was just me expressing myself really <laughs> in the song. All right, interesting. And then also you have some other songs like Misery Loves Company and also uh, Champagne. And then now let's go uh, for you continue to move forward in your career. Your second album, excuse me, your second album was titled Aphrodisia. Now I've heard a couple of tracks off of this. It's kind of more of um still in the R and B but also more of a of of a slower uh tempo. Just kinda of describe the creative process of buying your second album, Aphrodisia. Um, Aphrodisia was more of me tapping into like that soul aspect of myself. Um, just kinda of letting people know, like just showing my range, all everything that my voice has to like the many um dynamics of my voice. In the many styles, like, and I want to slow it down to give like the women more of a, um, more of something to vibe to, you know, more of a story, um, something to follow like that, you know. So okay, that was that, uh, pretty mm-hmm. much just me tapping into like the soul aspect, the soul man side of my adventures. Interesting. That was a song that I played opening up the show called "Man on the Ledge," which is a um a song that uh all of us brothers can relate to, but just kind of go in detail if you can about the, the, the creative process behind the song Man on the Ledge. Yeah, Man on the Ledge is kind of just about being um, being in a relationship and it, it feels like, you know, you didn't give it all you had uh, up until the point where you, you know, you feel like you had nothing to offer, so it's like you out on a limb, you know, for a person that, you know, really wasn't showing, you know, or giving that kind of, that same energy, really. So it was just about being done with a situation and and looking and just looking for like closure like why just the why and the answer the answer to that why you know all right fair enough and then let's move on now to uh, your third project titled seventh density earth and you have uh seven songs on this project one of the songs that that um that's kind of like a, a slow tempo song called your too nice tattoo which is Kind of like a, a slow with a little acoustic vibe to it. What was the process like behind uh, creating that song? That's one of my favorites. I actually collabed with a guy. Um, shout out to to Nick Songs, a producer in Atlanta, uh, Marietta. Um, and he we we just kind of got together. You know, we played the track, and that song kind of came about from um, a, a kind of similar experience we both had, and we just was like, you know what, you know, we we all dated dated this girl well. You know, she was like real attractive, but you know, she she wasn't edgy enough, or she just you know, she didn't you know she didn't do the things that that you know the the bad the, the baddies did you know online or whatever you would call them you know, but she was yeah. a good girl, 
surgeon, but if she, you know, she got a tattoo with you or something, or she, you know, if she took a shot with you every now and then if she went to the bar, it, it'll just kind of, you know, make the relationship better. So that 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 song was just kind of like just just expressing to the woman, like you know, you know, if if you just you know live a little, you know, this this what happens, you know, this is because this is what I want. Okay, okay, solid. So that's uh, <laughs> your third project. Yeah, I feel you on that one. So that's your, that's what's from your third project. And you currently have some other things going on. Now, in, in the music business, Mike, you know, as you said, it, you went through a similar situation where you were being taken advantage, advantage of on the business level. I want to ask right. you, what's your are you are you signed to a label or do you have your own label? What's your label situation like? Uh, no, uh, um, I had a label called Cushing Entertainment. Um, but no, I'm, I'm currently um, I'm, I'm just uh, an independent artist doing my own thing. I got um, I got a team, but um, as far as my management, uh, I'm, I'm kind of self managing, and um, you know, me and my my publicist and my team, we we taking the time out to just make sure we got the proper things that we're taking the right um, approaches to, you know, what we're trying to accomplish and establish. So. I want to stay with you having your your own situation and being independent. Um, I, I'm, I know everybody. I'm sure you're familiar with the situation currently going on with Megan Thee Stallion, where she has a, um, a a bad contract that she signed recently, where she wants to gain her her master recordings back, and she's having issues with that. She wants to be, um, she wants to renegotiate the contract, but I think the, the management team is not doing this right now. If you had any advice for Megan, what, what would you what would you tell her? Um, I don't know because it sounds like she got like a three sixty kind of thing going on. I would, I would tell her, I would just get as much information as I can for as like understanding the business and then moving forward because there's not much she could do besides buy her way out of whatever she got herself into, or pay somebody to get her out of it. But just moving forward, it kind of just develop that savviness or that that mindset that you know I got to be up on this to make sure in, in the future I don't put myself in the same situation again on this, you know, in, on a, in another contract like this, you know, because you in it right now, you know, there's nothing you can really do about it because I've been in a bad contract before, so I couldn't really do nothing in it because it was already in black and white and I've already, already signed it, but um, moving forward, I, I took the initiative to gather the information to make sure I don't be in that position again or I never get manipulated in that scenario again, so. All right, fair enough. Let's stay with, with independent versus being signed to a major. Of course, not just in New Orleans, but really the South and the West Coast were pioneers for setting up their own shops, setting up independent record labels from No Limit to Cash Money to Rap-A-Lot to Suave House to Social Def and all, also with E-40 and JT, the bigger figure, those guys have set up independent labels. Were those guys your motivation in terms of doing your own thing, or was it something that you wanted to do on your own from the jump? No, nah, man, those, I definitely give it to those guys. I'm actually friends with um, a, a few of the No Limit Cats, um, Master okay. K and them. Um, I know a few of the other Cash Money uh, producers. So, um, and they told me, man, because I, I, I just I, I had a few managers that kind of um, led me to the um, getting out in the street, pushing the CDs and the flyer kind of thing. Because at first I was a little scared, not not really scared, just more so not really having a direction to go in. So it just made me timid on know how we'll look to people, but they pointed me in the right direction. But um, nah, man, they'll tell you, man, like you, you know, it's better to kind of do it 
build it from the ground up to get loyal people to support you. That way, no matter what happens, no matter if the media try to make you, you know, look a certain way or whatever, those loyal fans will still rock with you to the end, you know. So they'll tell you to, you know, to to learn your business and to save your money and, um, you know, to, to grind like that, do the footwork because that's more profound, so. I definitely give it up to those guys, man. Those are definitely big inspirations. Cash Money, No Limit, uh, a couple other people. All right, fair enough. So I want to ask you: Is it is is it better? Do you enjoy the, the independent hustle, or do or at times do you wish you had kind of like a a, a backing from a major label? Um. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know that that machine is always. Uh, Substantial, you know, depending on what you're trying to accomplish. I, I, I would rather collab, um, on projects with major people, you know, um, just to have a little bit more freedom. Like some of the artists, I follow, I see how they, how they develop deals with these um, major labels and stuff like that. Or, or even if it's a P and D deal, a press and distribution, just to kind of get something that's more uh, conducive for both parties or every party that's in, in on this, you know. So. Hmm. That's kind of what I'm looking for, you know. Um, the independent is cool, but if it's a if it's a good label that's that's willing to do something conducive for both people, then I, you know, ain't nothing wrong with that because you could get a, a greater goal accomplished. Okay, I hear that answer. Now we're gonna get back more to the music just in just a moment, but you know, this is a sports program, and you know, again, being from New Orleans, you know, I, I gotta ask you um. Did you did you root for any of the, the New Orleans sports teams growing up, or were you a fan of other teams? Uh, yeah, you know, of course, the same thing. Uh, the Pelicans, well, you know, it was the 49ers, and then it became the Pelicans. But, um, yeah, I'm, I mean, you know, I was a Seahawks fan. I, but I think I've, over the years I became more fans of players than the team now. But now it's like okay. I'm, I'm, I'm more <laughs> – like I'm more of 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 fans of the players than the teams at this point, but uh, yeah, de- definitely. Okay, well, who was uh, who was some of your favorite uh, athletes that you like? Well, I definitely like um, you know the Chris Pauls of the world, uh, um, Anthony Davis, the um, the Marshawn Lynches. Um, well, uh, a, a couple people, um, a couple people that's not on my tongue right now. But the people I okay. was like one of some of my favorites. Definitely Lynch. Marshawn when he was playing, he was and even if when he retired he still was killing Yeah, Marshawn's pretty good right there. Yeah, I kinda miss miss watching him out there, man. But I wanna ask you just briefly, uh, you talked about the Hornets, but now they are the Pelicans. Um of of course, you know, the NBA season was cut short due due to the pandemic, which we'll get to in a little bit. But Zion Williamson, when he came back from his injury in January, he was starting to take the league by storm. What's your, what were your thoughts on uh, Zion and the impact that he's had with the Pelicans so far? Yeah, man, definitely changed, turn, turn around, you know. That definitely had a great impact on him, man. Uh, okay, all right. Now let's um let's move on now to uh, with the pandemic. Now you know COVID nineteen. Of course, everybody's uh, stuck in the house right now, just trying to. Stay safe. I want to ask you: Have you been continued to uh, sharpen your craft and just continue to work on music during during this time that we're in right now? Yeah, definitely. And um, 
even though the gym's closed, I've been staying like active for like um every now and then when I can get I'll go to like the nearest park, uh, and just do like my, my daily routine, my workouts, my ab workouts, just uh keeping that, that cardio up too, 'cause that's very important, you know, being an artist too. And then I also just kinda work um working on like my craft, looking at how some of my um favorite artists are going on live, you know, just keeping people entertained and looking at like different ways I could kinda um pinpoint like you know, my angles and like uh get on, you know, and, and get out to the public for like, you know, my new music and things like that. If this pandemic, you know, goes on any longer. Okay. All right, uh, well, that's cool. That's good to hear that, you know, keeping yourself busy and just, you know, staying focused and just doing what you can while everything's going on right now. So now I wanna get right back to the music. I found a, a song, uh of course, um of course, New Orleans is also not just home to the birthplace of jazz, but also home to bounce music. And you did a song called Giving Me Life, but you did the bounce version with uh, featuring Tent Ward Buck. Just tell our audience what that's about. It's, uh, yeah, like you said, it's New Orleans is like the home of bounce. Um, it's pretty cool, man. Actually, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Big Freedom, but we actually got a song we're actually about to drop, oh, yeah. too. Um, I don't know if it's going to be during this. Well, I don't know how long this COVID nineteen thing is gonna last, but um it's gonna be coming up um sometime this year where we release that project. But um I want to do it for the culture, man. Um I remember a, a lot of women follow me and a lot of the women down here are big on like the bouncing, like the twerking, like when they go out to the clubs and stuff like that. I kinda wanted to do it for the culture and then being from New Orleans and I couldn't I couldn't leave my city, you know, empty handed like that, so you know. All right, well let's 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 jump on to the next topic. So now any uh, current projects that you're working on, you mentioned that you uh did, did a project, did something with Big Freedom, but just uh are there any any other things that we need to look forward to um in the distant future? Yes, I have a um a, a new single called Not Friends. The um the official music video is gonna be dropping um um in the next two months. So definitely be looking for that. Uh, YouTube, World Star, um, Instagram, TV, uh, Twitter, you know, stuff like that. Um, and then also I got a, um, a EP that's going to be dropping soon, too, um, for, for Not Friends as well. So that's going to be coming in 2020 as well. So, All right, Mike. Well, uh, tell the audience out there where they can find you on social media. And if you have a website, let them know that as well. Well, yeah, if y'all on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, I'm on the Mike Ventures, M-I-C Ventures, um, on all platforms, uh, Apple Music, Title, Spotify, Google Play, um, all things of that nature. Um, if y'all got uh, Instagram, if y'all go to my IGTV, you'll see, like, some of the music videos I have on there that aren't on um, YouTube. And then, um, as far as, like, staying updated on my future um, projects and things like that, I'm mostly on, like, um, Instagram and Facebook. But uh, definitely add me on all social media sites. All right, fair enough. So but before we let you go, Mike, you know, uh, we got some uh, ladies, uh, female listeners that listen to the program. So just uh, take them on out with something. All right, all right, let's see. Point <clears throat> time for me, baby. Let me see you with everybody one time. You know we have been feeling here. Wanna see them hips on what you got Be like a guy you do Got me looking like there's nothing that I wouldn't do, girl 